What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhardt. What's up? Not much. Uh, actually, I just did a little bit of writing for my new uh, uh, race-conscious D&D campaign. Nice. nice. Only drow are allowed. Okay, okay. Because they aren't black. Okay, okay. And Dogbot, hello, sir. Hey, did you know there's a new Painted Worlds album out? Yes, yes, we do. And it's we, really good. It is a very, very good album, yes. Also, Jack the Intern, hello. Don't waste time arguing with spear, with uh, sphere cucks. Just bully them as yeah, much as much. you can. Pretty much. I don't, I don't know what to say anymore at this point. Like... Anybody that comes to our chat and is like, you need to tell me what you think about this. No. The best part is when they present evidence and then more evidence that contradicts the prior evidence that they presented. And then they ask for your evidence and you provide it and then they just say that you're insulting them and then they insult you. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I'd say if you believe in gravity, you're Jewish. Well, you at least are supporting... Jewish satanic Kabbalistic lies. I know I don't have to repeat myself like twice, but yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say what, it, what the one dude say. Uh, he did the whole bit of uh, oh, you believe in lay lay Jew on a stick, and then meanwhile he believes in science, which is as Jewish as it gets. Yeah, it's I don't like, want to. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to rehash the chat, but it's it's getting annoying with these people. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh. Paranormies, new Paranormies segment called Rehash the Chat. What do you guys think? <laughs> not I do like that. it. Yeah, I know. Um, it works. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have some great commenters on the Paranormies Telegram channel and some really great people inside the chat. So Yes. And you can also leave comments on Paranormies.com. Yes, Paranormies.com is where you can listen to the episode and leave comments um, for free. Anyways, um, now, what was I going to say? Oh, man, I was going to say something about the commenters. Oh, the commenters inside the chat are actually really cool, for the most part. Every now and then, we get, we get, um, we got one guy who tries to get himself banned, like, once a day, and then he pulls it out right at the end of the day, almost every day. Yeah, like, one, one, one good post at the end of the day, and you're like, ah. Yeah, exactly. You're now. like, ah, I just can't do it to you today. You know, good night, Wesley. I'll probably kill you in the morning. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're going to be doing an email slash comment uh, episode soon. So, if you have any questions that have been gnawing at you about any of the subjects that we've been discussing this season, uh, find the episode, leave a good comment, send us an email. Uh, we'll see if it makes the cut. Yes. Also, um, questions we're not going to answer are things like, "Is my wife a woman?" We're not doing that. Just, just so you know. So don't ask. That won't make the cut. If, yeah, if you have to ask, then you have more issues than our answers could ever provide you. And we will bully right. you. No, we won't even address it, really. You know, those, those ones don't get airtime whatsoever. Those are the go to the silly pile. Anyway, so yes, we're going to do an email show. I know we get a bunch of emails and we very rarely address them. I feel really bad about that, but. We addressed a ton of them on the last uh, email episode we did, though. And, we did. and there were some really good ones in yeah. there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to everybody. 
In the emails, actually, we have gotten some music. Some of our listeners actually heeded the call to send us music, and we got a couple. Um, we have this week's um, this week's song break song is uh, actually pretty damn cool. Talk about it later, but it's another album we're gonna have to shill. So, besides Painted World, we will always shill that. Yeah. Yeah, we always yeah, go to Bandcamp.com and get the new Painted Worlds album. Yes, and while you're going to Bandcamp.com and looking for the new Painted Worlds album, uh, tab on over to DissidentApparel.com slash ally slash paranormies and buy a shirt or three. Seriously, buy our shirts. They're really cool. They are really cool. Not they're comfortable, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're really good quality, man. I'm not going to, like, I'm not just, like, Tooting our own horn because they're our shirts. These are very high quality t-shirts. Especially, I really, I really enjoyed the Honkler shirt. Fits perfectly. I can wear it out. Uh, wore it to the gym the other day. It's awesome. Nice. Any interesting looks? Oh, plenty. I mean, I was, I went to the gym and I went to the store after to get something, and the uh, the cashier lady just kept her eyes kept getting drawn to the the Honkler nose. I was like, uh, so uh, what are you going to ask me here? What's the question? (laughs) That's funny. That's very funny. Were your nipples protruding? Very disrespectful? (sighs) No, my pecs were. Was that de Blasio? Was that, who was it? No. Uh, That was Barney Frank. Barney Frank. That's right. Barney Frank. Very rude. Disrespectful. It was a really (laughs) weird picture, too. Yeah. Oh, no. De Blasio was the nipple rings. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. No, 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 Cuomo. Cuomo. You're, That's right. Cuomo. Yeah. Right. The fake Italian. <laughs> yes, what the hell? Wait, is 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 he a real Italian or is he No wait, uh, it wasn't de Blasio with it wasn't the mayor with the, the black wife and the nipple rings? Jack. No. Jack No, it's it's uh, it's 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 Governor Cuomo. It's Governor Cuomo. Sure it's not Bill Burr. Okay. Oh no wait, you're right, it is Governor Cuomo. I was thinking of I'm th- I was thinking of his brother who's on fucking news. Or cousin, Fredo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They're all related. It's all incestuous there in CIA land. Which uh, Italian gangster movie is the Fredo reference from? Uh, the Godfather. Godfather. That's the Godfather. Okay. You, you broke my heart, Fredo. Oh, okay. But he's the one that says he's really smart, right? Yes. I'm not that stupid. I'm smart. Conniption fit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very much. Yes, that was Fredo. It was the bad brother. All right. Anyways. Wow. Godfather posting. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. So nice segue into, um, there's no way to really do this without a hard segue. So <laughs> in case you thought it couldn't get any worse, um, Dungeons and Dragons said, hold my mead. And um, they fagged up the latest version of D and D or whatever you want to call it. Is it forgotten? What is it called now? The new Dungeons and Dragons. This is called. I mean, it is Dungeons Candle and Dragons, Keep, but it's great. It's Candle Keep Mysteries. So yeah, it this has, is a campaign, right? This is a campaign. Um, so wizards of the coast who publishes Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Hasbro, by the way. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but yeah, Candle Keep Mysteries. Uh, it's different from any other book released so far. 
for the fifth edition of D&D. Rather than a single campaign, it takes characters from level one through levels five or ten. It's a collection of much shorter connected experiences. Each one will be designed to serve as a one-shot common term for adventure suitable for just one gameplay session. But they all share a common theme, which is books. Also, they include handicapped players. <laughs> they now have... Well, see, that's not something that's new to tabletop gaming or new to D&D, but it's important to make accessibility part of my dungeons, said Kretschner. Kretschner is Jennifer Kretschner. Jennifer Kretschner, actor and producer and part of the Silver and Steel actual play group. So uh, D&D LARP fest group. She put a lot of energy into creating the accessibility in gaming resource, which is a real thing. Accessibility in gaming resources is a thing, is a project she put together. Holy cow. It's it's a Google file, okay? Yeah, we're going to have to post the link. Yeah, we have to post the know. link. Dude, The click on the link. Click on the link. Hold on, I'll post the right. link in chat. But can you imagine, like, can you imagine there being wheelchair accessibility into Smog's lair? Well, Damn, you know, why, I don't, why don't they just, like, LARP as non-handicapped? That's because what you that's would think. Offensive. But if anybody watched Malcolm in the Middle, um, who was the black kid in the wheelchair? Mikey? Is that his name? The one that had the asthma and he was in the wheelchair? No? Anybody? Nobody watched that? Just me? I don't know. I was thinking of the movie Mac and Me with the kid in the wheelchair and the, the uh, is, is that wannabe E.T. movie? Right. But the thing is, is the kid from Malcolm in the Middle actually played Dungeons and Dragons as a handicapped elf. In a wheelchair. Oh, shit. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen that, but yeah, I think you're right about yeah. the name. It's Mikey, right? The one that he's always like, out of breath when he talks to Malcolm because he's got asthma. He's got like every black ailment. It's actually pretty based, like the way they played him. He had like, he's like the <laughs> sickest black person ever. He's got asthma, <laughs> diabetes, he's in a wheelchair. Like, you know. His, his family probably celebrated Hanukkah or uh, Kwanzaa too. I, possible. It was Malcolm in the middle. There's a lot of weird programming in that show but click on that link for the accessibility and gaming resources and look at the freaking logo oh yeah it is a logo redhead (laughs) okay so you've got your handicapped wheelchair person with an upraised sword over its head but it's got long red hair so it's probably a female and it's set within (laughs) a 20-sided die (laughs) which is a cube if you look at it the right way Yes. Yes. Oh, these, uh, I, these titles. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say. As someone that actually used to play Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games when he was younger, it's basically the sort of thing that kids from well-adjusted families played with one another uh, in the evenings in the summer and stuff like that, you know, when you were done doing things outside. And I don't know, possi- um, possibly getting in some sports. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, that it's, wasn't the Dungeons and Dragons cruise that I knew in school. I played a good bit. And a lot of the guys I played with were not just uh, like, you know, like one or two days a week, Saturday after football practice. No, these guys were like the legit Dungeons and Dragons nerds. I, you said something earlier about yeah. like, it sucks that the gatekeepers of this did do so well. I'm like, dude, what did you expect? It was literally the nerdiest of the nerds. They're going to gatekeep? 
What are they going to gatekeep? Well, when a girl no. shows up, girls show up and then we want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, girls. The end. It's over. And now you have a Jennifer Krasinski or whatever, who's like head writer of this. What the hell's her name? Jennifer Kretschmer. Kretschmer. Has to be. Has to be. Well, there is no way any of these any of these uh, nerdy hobbies were ever going to be gate kept at all. No, not by the people you know, that are not by the people in the in, not by the people in the hobby. No, as soon as any of them made, started making any money, they got bought out by larger conglomerates, mm-hmm. and then they got spread to a different kind of audience. Yeah, you know, well, like, so, right. You know, well, th- that's what happened with Warhammer. Like. I uh, uh, so when whenever I was a kid, my friends and I tried to play Warhammer 40k, but unless you had like three or four people that actually were into it, it was pretty hard to get people in on the rules. Like uh, in one evening, to you know, to have like more than three people. Yeah, and I don't know too much the, about 40k. It was it was easy. It was easy to purchase uh, miniatures and uh, packages of Space Marines and stuff and paint them and have have little tabletop armies back then it was it's pretty inexpensive um now and, it's like but now if you fest. try to go to a comic book shop and you try to buy like one orc and uh, the shit is like 895 you yeah know, it's, it's, it's it's a mint in order to in order to play tabletop game uh, tabletop uh strategy war gaming it's yeah it's been turned cool. into an entirely different uh section of consuming go ahead reinhardt well, uh, just the audience that I tended to play with and that I noticed all the way throughout school was probably a little bit different than when you guys were were younger. May, maybe some similarities, but for me, it was always the guys who uh, and and their very overweight girlfriends who always like dyed their hair, were wore anime clothing, literal anime clothing, or like the terrible two thousand hot topic t shirts. Oh god, um, ended up ended up becoming bisexual quote bisexual always were just very strange smoked weed yeah um, see just had weird sexual stuff going on the weirdest of the weird this was and you guys are the they are no go ahead i'm sorry i interrupted you oh you're fine um now they are the ones who are in charge of this now that everything has been bought out that's exactly the kind of people that they wanted writing these stories and putting these campaigns out um, because now you end up with this. You end up with ableist monster articles yes. on how to make monsters, the negative traits associated with monsters like cataracts, joints, uh, deformed limbs, hunchbacks, uh, stigmatized body types such as being fat, labored breathing, large scars. These things put a negative, they reinforce negative ideas about disability, this person writes. And that's what's important. Yeah, where did you? Where are you reading this from? I, I, Which article are you reading no that part idea. from, right? Yeah, now? I have no idea where you saw that. Yeah. Oh, it's in the it's in the Google Doc. Uh, scroll oh, down it's to in the Google Doc. Mechanics okay. and world building. It's in where? Yep. Uh, it's under the characters, mechanics, and world building section. And I'm going to read all of this just so I can I can writing characters with myself. disabilities. That one. The yep. combat the combat wheelchair for D and D. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's ableist monsters by Fay Onyx. Okay, so Faye Onyx by Faye Onyx by Elsa Shunjensen by Devin Rue by Sarah Thompson by Elsa Shunjensen by, by Jill Pantosi by Jesse Hausler 
by, uh, let me see where there's, where there's another one with an author. Like, they're all by women. But Gabby Serrato Marks, Lydia Brown, Lydia Z. Brown. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh Alistair Baldwin, that's got to be a guy, but he's probably gay. Kara Leibowitz. Oh, God. Elizabeth Wright. Rebecca if, Tausig. If anybody is still interested in role-playing games and stuff and wants a little bit of a artistic white pill, it, I would suggest looking up an account on Twitter called Skull Fungus. And this guy draws the coolest dungeon maps you've ever seen. And he just has this really unique style. And I'm sure if you're still playing old school style Dungeons and Dragons with your friends or whatever role-playing game without these sorts of uh, parasitic nonsense, you would really appreciate this guy's art. Nice. Oh, wow. I just looked him up. Holy crap. This is cool. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, one one Save name I wanted to finish this off with before we let you read about disabled monsters. Um, under, <laughs> under the heading Supporting Disabled People, the article is entitled 100 Ways to Show Up for People with a Chronic Illness by Maggie Levin Tofaskaya. Oof. Yeah. And then you have, uh, did, did you already mention Kara Leibowitz? Yeah, you did. Yes. It's Kara Leibowitz. Good Lord. Oh, man. All right. So this Jennifer Kretschmer. No, no, she didn't write that. What did she? Uh, what, no. No, what are you reading? It was Faye Onyx. That's right. Faye Onyx. All right. What is it? Yes. What does it say? Go ahead. Sounds like someone's gay discord name. Definitely. So we have all these disabilities. They, they, you know, list cognitive, developmental, or learning disabilities. So, like, simple monsters, like a troll, basically. So, let's see, she said, um, when checking for ableist monsters, here are some additional words in context to be aware, from, aware of. They draw upon negative stereotypes of disability when they apply to people or animals. Misshapen, twisted, broken, deformed, disfigured, or insane. So, basically, anything that makes a monster known or unknown terrifying or different essentially because of course you can't be you can't hate anything simply for it being different right 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 you can't, you can't just hate, hate the monster because it's going to eat you in the middle of the night control, like being right. a demon yeah so according to this person the way to changing these stereotypes and these negative connotations associated with disability She's listed a few things here that apparently just replace it because that, that makes things better. Body horror that is not based on disability, such as things that would only be possible for dead bodies. So dead bodies are okay. Incongruous or innocent-seeming traits which give contrast to the monstrous traits. I don't... So what, like a creepy clown? I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't get that I one. don't understand what... Yeah... I don't understand the question. Animal traits are. <laughs> I don't understand this. Guys, I, under I did a Google search for ableist monsters just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I found the uh, most hilarious Q&A I think I could possibly have ever found. Is playing a disabled necromancer ableist? Would you like to hear the question, gentlemen? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm developing a character for a Curse of Straw campaign that is a wheelchair user. For context, I'm an able-bodied person, and I am 
worried about accidentally falling into ableist tropes. My character is lawful evil necromancer working on a kind of Victor Frankenstein theme. I've read your tips for writing disabled characters and specifically disabled villains. I intend to play him more as an anti-hero, but I still want to be conscious of these tropes. I've made some adjustments to his character based on your advice. I've also been working with my DM to make sure that he won't be the only disabled representation in the game. It's just going to just going to be a whole cadre of cripples. Yes. This <laughs> cripple squad. My concern is whether or not having a disabled necromancer is inherently ableist. These two aspects of his character are completely separate in context, but I'm worried that the association between a disabled phys- a physically disabled character and the undead draws upon harmful stereotypes regardless. I absolutely want to play a necromancer for this campaign specifically. Is my character concept inherently flawed? Do you have any advice for taking a respectful approach to this character, or should I start over from scratch? Oh, holy shit. Shut the fuck up. Like, this person needs to stop. being this kind of mentally disabled. Oh my god. Wood chipper. Immediately. In and Minecraft. all the role-playing games I ever played when I was younger, nobody had any compunctions about just, okay, uh, I'm playing Rifts. I want to be a cyborg. Okay, cool. Let's get his, let's, let's roll, uh, let's, let's create your character and let's get started. Like, there was no, like, there was no, like, deep backstory to anything. Well, I mean, you, well, it was just, you try to come up with a little bit of a backstory for your character, but never... I've never in all my years bit, of being like, around or playing or being around D&D or D&D style tabletop games, um, even in like vampire games and stuff where you might have had like a Frankenstein type character or a Dr. Frankenstein type character. I don't think I've ever had anybody or been around anybody that played a handicapped character ever in the history of ever. Uh, and in Rifts, I played a mutant kangaroo who flew in one of the vehicles from Robotech. What? Because you could add other Palladium games to Robotech games. What's huh? Rifts? Yeah. What is Rifts? Wait, what? What is Rifts? Rifts was a Palladium game. Yeah, it was a Palladium game where uh, basically they. Uh, it's in the fu- it's in a dystopian future where all the ley lines burst open and there are all these different alternate dimensions, uh, dimensional creatures that have flooded into the earth. And the creatures came and through I'm the ley lines. Every single one of them. Yeah, yeah, oh. through the nexus points. Okay. I'm guessing and- all these creatures probably hit all the the ableist monster tropes then. No, but the the coalition, which were the human beings that were trying to preserve humanity, all had this like real, like really awesome aesthetic. Were they all like partially? Oh, right yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the kangaroo guy, like skull not like skull Nazis, uh, like skull mecha Nazis. Oh, sounds cool. Okay. Yeah. Right I'm looking at these miniatures or pictures of them on Twitter, and I'm just wondering how the fuck does this guy with two hatchets in his hands push his wheelchair? Right. I gotta know. Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at that. Yeah, there's um a company made a bunch of miniature figures for this D and D campaign series or whatever, and they're all they're all like in wheelchairs and 
are so, like strapped to the. So part of the answer to that guy's concern, it says also how wheelchair accessible is this setting? Most pre-made adventures include a lot of staircases in their maps, but this is usually done unthinkingly because D and D races range from three to eight feet tall. Ramps are actually a much better design choice than stairs for most buildings. Practically speaking, any building designed to be used by multiple different D&D races should at least have some ramps in it. <laughs> with your GM's cooperation, it should be relatively easy to replace stairs with ramps. Yeah, you're not going to have to go down to the city and and get a whole bunch of permits issued so you can add fucking right. So you can add wheelchair accessible ramps to your business, <laughs> dude. If I were playing with some fag, I never would. But if I were playing with somebody who wanted to play a character in a wheelchair, I would. Me and my character would look them in the eye and say, "I'm not freaking pushing you around." You 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 can use magic or something to move this thing on your own. Like I'm not in a fight. I'm not going to position myself next to this person so imagine, I can like, turn them. I can imagine them. Frodo. Imagine Frodo were in a wheelchair a war- for the whole. Would win of- a warlock in a wheelchair or a set of stairs? Right. So this. What were you saying, Johnny? Let's say imagine like you know like a campaign like something as long as say taking the ring to Mordor and Frodo was in a wheelchair. Could you imagine Sam having to push him the whole way? Could you imagine that adaptation of Lord of the Rings? Well, there should be a ramp up Mount Doom. Yes, there's a ramp up Mount Doom up to the the Eye of Sauron. Well, then it would be gay and handicapped. Well, it was already pretty gay. Don't start with me. So, uh, in in regards to undead, the uh, problematic wording of undead monsters. Oh yeah. For this this person says, for example, it's important to avoid portraying limited mobility as quotes unnatural or using things like shuffling footsteps to make a monster seem more threatening. And a, and a, a major area of concern for undead monsters is the representation of monsters with low intelligence. It's fine to have monsters that function like autonom- automatons that have no minds of their own. It's also fine to have neurotypical sapient characters that are undead. The trouble comes with stereotypical portrayals of humanoid monsters with low intelligence. Offensive representations include depicting them being childlike. <laughs> Oh my god, this is terrible. This is very, very terrible. Not that Dungeons and Dragons was so much. What? They put so much thought in it. They put. I didn't hear any of that last bit at all. That broke up really bad. They put so much thought in this. Okay. Yeah, see, I can hear you just fine. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me just fine? Yes, I can hear you just fine now. But just a minute ago, like there was like nothing. Anyways, yeah, they put they put a lot of effort into making this wheelchair accessible series of campaigns um, for handicapped characters. Not even the players. I mean, like you know, like we were saying, if you're actually handicapped, why would you play as a handicapped player uh, character? Now this just kind of seems like. I don't know, pandering, really, really shitty pandering, and it's terrible. The fact that they put so much effort into it is just really sad. There's, you know, on this Google Doc, there's an entire section on language, 
And there's the third one down is crippled and paralyzed, but crippled is censored. It's CR star PPLED. Oh discussion my God. of synonyms for crippled and paralyzed. Yes. Wait a minute. The words that hurt. I think I just got it. it so they, they want disabled people to be called monsters in this game. Mm. They also censored lame. Yeah. Wait, lame, lame in the scientific definition of the word, not lame as in the pop culture definition of the word. This shit is really lame, though. It is. It is. It is walking as if it has a limp. Oh, wait. It is also really shitty. I feel like I'm getting crippled the more and more we look into this. This is terrible. Let's move on. I'm getting very sad because I used to play D&D. Let's not talk about this anymore. Let's talk about something else. Oh, man. What else besides gay Dungeons and Dragons? A lot of stuff happened. Uh, Another billionaire went to space, guys. Jeff Bezos. Dr. Evil wrote his penis rocket to space and back. And he even has a cowboy hat. Yes, (laughs) even has a cowboy hat. And he said his quote after he gets out of the plane, best day ever. Wasn't that a show on like MTV or VH1 or something? I thought that was a Spongebob saying. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. It's something stupid that he shouldn't... I mean, it shouldn't have been the best day ever. Like, I don't know. It's something... It's something kids at the Make-A-Wish Foundation end up saying, you know? (laughs) So he flew 66 miles high. 10, 10 miles higher. More than 10 miles higher than Branson. In 10 minutes. 66 Uh-oh. miles. Interesting number. Mm-hmm. Pure coincidence, of course. Let's see. The flight lasted 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Five minutes shy of Alan Shepard's Freedom 7 flight in 61. Bezos took... Okay, so the whole thing was automated. Mm-hmm. Didn't require any staff on board. It was just Bezos, his brother, an 18-year-old from the Netherlands... Ugh. And an 82-year-old 80, aviation pioneer from Texas. The youngest and oldest to ever fly in space. Yeah, this is the oddest of like passenger lists. It's very strange. Um, the video, Blue Origin Rocket Passengers Goof Off in Space. Because that's what you do in space, you goof off. This is ridiculous. Yeah, totally. Just like when they went to the moon, they hit a golf ball. You know, things you do when you go to the moon. I love how just nonchalant and and non-serious they are about this when, you know, space exploration and creating casual space travel is such a big deal nowadays. They're just, it's like they're laughing at us. They are laughing at us while they just make all this up. They really are. They they it's actually, like the, they've the very astronaut- much so. Yeah, they do. Well, it's not... Like- not to get all class conscious or whatever, but I mean, this guy completely, you know, this guy, this guy is a wealth, what, uh, deck tuppled, you know, because of the COVID 2020 nonsense. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and he treats and the, the treatment of the 
poor wage slaves that work at those fucking Amazon fulfillment centers. So I'm using air quotes there. It's such a fucking dystopian fucked up thing to call a place to go work. Oh, I'm going to the fulfillment center, <laughs> you know, so to, you know, to be a human automaton. To fulfill and orders, he, not he, yourself. They, right. And, and so, like, the way he blows, you know, the way he throws it in everyone's face that he's blowing cash is is this, you know, van like, like, it's all fake and gay, but it's a fucking vanity project, right? I mean, I, I can't imagine someone who's been just working at a Amazon location under contract because they won't hire you full time. Just wondering if one day you might be able to get some fucking benefits. And then you hear that the, the, the boss gets to shoot himself up, uh, up into air quote space. Right. With <laughs> some 18 year old and some 80 year old. I love this. Babushka. Is this uh, so? The eighty-two-year-old is this actually a is this supposed to be a woman? Because their name is Wally, Wally Funk. Oh boy, what? Wally Funk. Yeah, I thought this is a grandma. Like it like, looks like a grandma. Yeah, like Johnny said, some babushka. It looks okay, did you, guys. Did you see what they were doing when they were up there? What they were doing when they were goofing off? They were throwing a ping pong ball and skittles back and forth. Skittles. Really? Yes. You know, the video was only like 40 seconds, 35 seconds long. I wonder if they had gone any longer, if it was going to end up like that ISS video where they're they're supposedly talking from the ISS to these students and they freaking dropped the, the globe ball. Right. Well, this on, says on video. This says okay. Going. So they were floating, doing somersaults, tossing Skittles candies, and throwing balls, cheering, whooping, and exclamations of, and I quote, "Wow!" could be heard. Like, I just hear Owen Wilson wows. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I can't stand it. Let's see. All right. This is ridiculous. Yeah, Wally Funk. Wally Funk. Walter Funk? Wally? I mean... No. It's Wally like Funk. Hold on. Wally way. Funk from the Dallas area, one of a, one of 13 female pilots who okay. went through all the same tests as NASA, all male astronauts, core in the early 1960s, but never made it into space. Yeah, just like the males. They didn't make it into space either. Right, not really sexist because nobody did. Yeah, there's nothing sexist. <laughs> so, so, so some hidden figures, sort of like, uh, you know, uh, wait, is this the sort of thing that a billionaire does to take some heat off his back for his vanity project? Oh, I'm taking one of the unsung, uh, the unsung lady heroes into space with me. You know, like, uh, you know, we're breaking the glass yeah. firmament together. The glass. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna crack. Put some more cracks in the firmament. Um, it doesn't count unless um, unless she's in a wheelchair. It doesn't count. Right? <laughs> but hey, no. Well, a- to make it to make it more whammon ish, they brought Amelia Earhart's goggles. Oh, I was about to say that. <laughs> this gets oh. worse and worse. Yeah, this is terrible. This is another one of those things. Like as we read it, it just gets gayer and gayer yep. and gayer. So. Oh. Found it. Okay, so Virgin Galactic, guys, did you know this? That Virgin Galactic uh, has already sent crew into space four times already? Did you know that? Did they go higher or lower than Branson? 
Branson went lower. The uh, Bezos went higher today. No, I meant uh, Virgin Galactic. So those crews that they sent up, do we oh, know no, they if went they lower. Yeah, no, the higher. highest has been, has been Bezos. So. Okay. Is, is anybody else hearing Creed in their head right now? Stop. No. No, no. I, no, shh. No. So the guy who... The, okay, so... Oh my gosh. So the last thing, okay, so the last, the all man astronaut corps, blah, blah, blah. I've been waiting a long time to finally get up there, Funk said after the flight. I want to go again fast, she added. Jesus Christ. Joining them on the ultimate joyride was the company's first paying customer, Oliver Damon, D A E M E N, Damon, Demon. A last minute fill in. A last-minute fill-in for the mystery winner of a $28 million U.S. auction who opted for a later flight. The Dutch teen's father took part in the auction and agreed on a lower undisclosed price last week when Blue Origin offered his son the vacated seat. So, for some reason, the kid... uh, The the kid got to go. So, Damon... Damon looks like a Down syndrome kid that got hit in the face with a metal bat. Well, he's from the Netherlands. Put that out there. Oh, yeah, he's, no. he's from the Netherlands. Explains a lot. This kind of sounds like uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character out of Titanic. You know, winning winning tickets in a card game what? at the last minute. Yeah. Well, I like the theory that um, Jack wasn't real. Never was saw it, Titanic. It's a figment of her imagination, and that that makes the movie so much better because she's actually crazy. Oh, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's appropriate. She's um, schizo because the Titanic never sank. Right. Also that. Also that. Uh, also it was a Tartarian ship the that they had to get rid of. End. It was a free energy ship. You guys know that, right? Ooh. Yeah. We're gonna have to do that yeah, later gonna, on. There's there's um, so much at the end of so this much, article. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I don't want to get oh, down a rabbit hole in Tartaria. Go ahead. It says, included in the many people that Bezos thanked Tuesday was, quote, you'll love this, DB, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer, customer, because you guys paid for all of this. Oh, my God. (laughs) And Bezos said he finances the rocket company by selling $1 billion in Amazon stock each year. You beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) Because you guys paid for all of this. Right. Up by your bootstraps, you'll be a billionaire one day. <laughs> what an arrogant son of a bitch! So, pours. Blue Origin is working on a massive oh. rocket called New Glenn to put payloads and people into orbit from Cape Canaveral, Florida. The company also wants to put astronauts back on the moon with its proposed lunar lander, Blue Moon. It's challenging NASA's sole contract award to SpaceX. So, yeah, totally. Dr. Evil and his penis ship and um, <laughs> Lone Scum and his fake Tesla. So this is, this is, this is gay. This is fake and also gay. Speaking of uh, Lone Scum, did you guys I, see... I like this. Go ahead, DB. What? I like the quote at the end uh, from Angel Herrera of El Paso. I got goosebumps. Hair on the back of my neck stood up just witnessing history. <laughs> Mexicans don't have hair on their necks. They don't. The women do. Uh, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> All right. Um, gross. <laughs> um, thanks. But, yeah, this, for bringing this it back is, to, the, to the Mexican bride. 
All right, so, this um, is a, a gayer space race than the Cold War. Was. Yeah, this is. Well, what I was going to say was because I, you guys saw the picture. You guys remember the picture of Ben Shapiro in his uh, Neo from the Matrix leather jacket and his uh, samurai sword, right from 2012. <laughs> katana. His katana. Yes. Well, yes. have you seen Lone Scum from his youth? And he's like in a leather jacket with the hair over one side of his face. And he's like standing next to some weird painting that says Liberty. Yes. Yes. So French it is the gayest of space races. Or... Choose your fighter. He looks like he just got finished. Uh, he looks like he just got finished going to a Sisters of Mercy concert. Joy Division. I don't know what that means. The Cure. Actually, no, that was more like a later Cure outfit. Maybe. You know, I wonder what are the chances that the uh, Blue Moon Lunar Lander is actually just going to have a gigantic Blue Moon advert slapped across it? You mean the? You mean the? beer yes <laughs> at this point like i what what do you think there's gonna be this this ancap sponsorship fake ancap sponsorship hell going along with this all of this virgin galactic yeah virgin SpaceX, galactic Blue Moon, and or Blue spacex Origin. and yeah all this stuff is they're gonna really commercial yeah it, they're gonna look like commercial airlines do whenever they do some promotion well and really all they're doing is even their even their aircraft are are no different than than airliners. Really, they're just really fancy airliners. You know, futuristic looking. They're no different. They haven't done anything different. The technology of airplanes right. hasn't really In changed. Fact, there's really less than anyone else has claimed to do. Yes. Right. So. Ah. <sighs> I can't wait to see how how much space mythology, space feminist and gay space mythology pulled out on the next few runs. 60 miles above here, which, as we know, is probably nowhere near the firmament. Like, not even close. No, not at all. I mean, I don't know, what do they say? What What is the, what is the theory for the the layers of the atmosphere up to the firmament? The ionosphere is how many... How many miles? I don't have that that thing pulled up. Oh, I I don't remember each one, but I remember seeing theories in the nature of three fifty to five hundred miles. That's just based on. I think that's only based on like the Gleason map projection, and you know, uh, assuming that there's no other land outside, um, okay. and the firmament doesn't stretch even farther. Right. Right. That's so if it's yeah, the ionosphere it's probably, is like it could be even higher. Yeah, the ionosphere is between 100 and 200 miles, all the way up to uh, the you know up to 400 miles. I think is what this this that's the graphic that they had in the Iwaranon video. Okay, yeah. it's so weird that the rockets uh, don't seem to keep going straight as an up, like they just keep just kind of going in like a bend. No, and they have they to break the free horizon. of the gravitational pull of the rotation of the Earth, bro. Trust me, bro. Oh, but that doesn't. They have to constantly be just bending the controls so they can try and keep straight. But sometimes they forget and they're just like, ah, crap. Nope. Uh, Bending. Nope. Uh, It's just the Coriolis effect, bro. Yeah. Oh, what about the black swan? Oh, the black swan. 
now hold on. Black Swan is I keep forgetting what that one is. What is Black Swan? Which one is Black Swan? A terrible movie. No. You're not helping. It's the, yeah. Sorry. I gotta look it up. I don't wanna okay. I don't wanna mangle the No, definition. it's something to do with oil. It's something to do with like oil derricks or something. And I feel like I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. Anyway, um, well, we didn't pre- we didn't prep for this, right? I know we didn't prep. Imagine prepping. So Jeff Bezos oh. also didn't go to space, right? I've got I've got a good uh, sports I got a good sports ball page. Well, I had another I had another space thing. If you wanted to finish up space, oh okay, yeah, uh, yes. NASA finds mysterious system beneath Antarctica connected to whole earth. Okay. So there's a mysterious system lurking beneath the ice. How does this system lurk? Anyways, uh, under the frozen surface, there's a lot more going on than most people realize. Scientists at NASA have announced that they have discovered two new lakes buried beneath the Antarctic ice sheet. They form a vast network of subterranean waterways hidden beneath 1.2 to 2.5 miles of ice. These lakes are said to constantly fill and drain in mysterious cycles that may influence how fast the ice sheet moves and how and where meltwater reaches the southern ocean, a key process for global ocean circulation. All right, I'm not going to read like that anymore. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, dude, this is... So they found a system of lakes under the ice somehow that are not frozen. Right. And they said that this is a water system that's actually connected to the entire Earth system. So mm. it's, like you were saying, it's it's um, essential for uh, Earth... What does he say? Global Earth circulation, water circulation, whatever. Yes. Um so they are connected to the rest of the Earth's underwater reservoirs, which we know exist. Um, whether or not you know the oceans looked the same as they do now a few thousand years ago, um, 1.5 to 2.5 miles, that's, uh, uh, that's pretty freaking far. Mm-hmm. Oh, they get to use Layered cake Earth confirmed. Absolutely, definitely. <laughs> Layer cake Earth confirmed. Um, TM. Yes, layer cake TM. That's right, that's ours. In 2007, researchers found that fluctuations in the height of Antarctica's surface ice signified the movement of water flowing beneath, excuse me, between a hidden network of subglacial lakes, which alternately fill and drain before their water escapes to the Southern Ocean. Now remember, that's it's now got a, a new ocean. New ocean just dropped. I, new ocean... Less planets, you know, they just, you know, they're just throwing things out there. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like the fag flags that they throw up in Antarctica. Oh my god, yeah, Jack, um, tell us about that. Oh my god, uh, I gotta pull up the article. So, pretty much, it, the article was titled something to do with, um, oh, is Antarctica a country who rules it? And it talks about this one dude. Who just went there? He's he's just you know, he's like man, this place really needs a flag. So what does he do? He holds the quote unquote first uh, gay pride march in Antarctica. I just posted the screenshot 
uh, in the article in Skype for you, Jack. Yes. This is just too good not to not to read. Oh, it's on CNN.com. Of course, because of course it is. These among the questions that Evan Townsend posed to himself. He signed up for the first parking at Murder Station, U.S.-run base in Antarctica. Townsend, Townsend, an elementary school teacher, Austin, fucking Christ, he had a strict bag when going to Antarctica to work as a support staffer. Everyone is limited to 85 pounds, he says, which has to do with clothes, toiletries, medicines, etc., etc., as one of his duties would be managing the arts and crafts room. <laughs> Fucking what? He wanted to bring some de- decorations with him, but he knew he needed to keep it light. Townsend chose the pride flag. <sighs> of course. It weighed almost nothing, but its significance was heavy. One day, Townsend and a few colleagues took the pride flag outside and snapped photos of themselves to post on social media. The photos ended up becoming an international stories with many news outlets saying that the outing was Antarctica's first ever pride parade. Uh, well, well, that's it. Antarctica's officially gay. The, Even the Penguin's ice wall is gay. <laughs> when we say everything is fake and gay, we mean everything is fake and gay. They must have had a lot of fun on their little their little ice island adventure that is totally not Antarctica. Right. Oh my god, this is you know, terrible. their little sliver of land. This is this is terrible. I like, just is... I just wish the Antarctic Nazis were real so that they would blast this out of existence. A <laughs> freaking Nazi UFO just comes out and says nine. <laughs> it's not fair. I wish the old ones would have just like pulled them down underneath the ice. Devour Please. Them. Please. <sighs> Cthulhu awakens. The hell is this? Why did, why did Odin have to say he was getting rid of the frost giants? Like We could use some frost giants right now. Thanks, Odin. See, Odin was gay because he got rid of the frost giants and he drank his own cum. Frost giants, which means they're the original Antarctic beings. Hmm. Right. Also giants. The original snow niggers. Yes. Yes. The Fomorians? The Fomorians are the original. (laughs) Good one. Oh, man. I like the Irish mythology reference. (laughs) All right. So I am pulling up that album that. I downloaded from our. Uh, where'd it go? Real quick, Johnny, yeah, while you're pulling that up, uh, mm. if you scroll down just a little bit, you see the flag that he designed for the Truth South, which is some, I don't know, some gay group that this guy started. Oh, two pyramids up and down. Black and white, blue, dark blue and white. Yep. As above, so below. Yep. Dichotomy right there. He Man. said something in there about um, symbolism. He wanted like a lot of symbolism, but he wanted it to be simple. Some something like that was in there. I know it. Uh, but oh. that was simple enough that I, people could apply their own perception of Antarctic and un, and the understanding of the continent to the flag. I wanted it to be a neutral flag for sure. Townsend says it's a distinct design. 
it's a distinct color to make sure that it's not affiliated with any particular group or nationality. I want it to be something that had a lot of symbolism, but that was simple enough that people could apply their own perception of Antarctic and their own understanding of the continent to the flag. Jesus. Like, yeah, two pyramids up and down as above, so below. It's not affiliated with any particular group, just all of them. (laughs) Yeah, literally, that's everything that's satanic. That's cool, bro. Thanks. The gay pedo elementary school teacher from Boston. We don't need you to repeat yourself that many times. Sorry. Uh, That's a lot of repetition, bro. I was stalling for time when Johnny pulls up the music. Right, I'm trying. Well, I'm fair. trying to pull it up. Yeah, it's. I can do uh, it on my phone, but my laptop isn't letting wow. me do it. <sighs> hey, uh, Reinhardt, I had a, I had a uh, Norse mythology question for you. What's up? Uh, is it true that when Thor put his hammer on Ymir's neck, Ymir said, "I can't breathe"? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would imagine so. Okay. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to make that edit. Yes, definitely. Now I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> That's Ooh, boy. Uh, In right, addition so, to show art, I know what I'm working on the next couple of days. Yeah, we got to come up with a new um, Nationalist Inquirer cover page. Yes, I've been back at work. Um, back at work this week. I've been dead tired, but I'll be working on it. Here over the next couple of days, I'll get started tonight. And uh, guys, if you have any suggestions for the cover, just uh, drop them in the prep chat. Right on. That is a good idea. Okay, well, this is taking forever. Anyways, the name of the band is We Druid. And the name of the album is called Come On, Let's Druid. They are a um, heavier, slower, sludgier band in the vein of Sleep or Electric Wizard. So... We're gonna check this out. Nice. Thanks. To, yes. Thanks to the guy who sent this in, and um, we'll be back.
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer with Johnny Monoxide, Dogbot, Reinhard von Krieger, and Jack the Intern. Oh, man, there's so much gayness and fakeness going on around the uh, everything. <laughs> around everything, guys. Um, around the everything. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of something witty there, but the only thing that I could think of was literally everything is fake and gay. Except... Except old Ranlet the manlet, Rand Paul, going off on another manlet, Dr. Anthony Fauci, this little, tiny little turbo Jew. You guys want to hear this clip? This is actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Rand's got a little bit of his dad in him, you know? Like, little just bit. a little bit. A little bit. All right, here we go. Do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Your microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its yeah. transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain-of-function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain-of-function? It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci... I have to... Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can, from the lab, but all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, is molecular. Do you wish? Dude, if you can't tell that Anthony Fauci is a turbo Jew, like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Thanks. I don't know. Just imagine, imagine the sort of like intellectual bankruptcy you'd have to have in order to think that that, that guy had the best interests of this country at heart at any given point. At any given point, like, Ooh. like, I don't know. I don't know how low IQ you'd have to be to believe that guy in any point in this whole COVID thing. He is arguing uh, you know, the semantics. I He's arguing the semantics of something he himself wrote. 
<laughs> Something the, su- the Semitic semantics. <laughs> yes. The Semitic semantics of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Because. Because. Loy. Because. Award. I th- Piper. Yeah. I. Oh, God. Yes. I resent. I resent. I resent. You lie. This lie. Oh, my God. I'm going to officially state on the record that you do not know what you are talking about. <laughs> now he's British? Why, Hold on a second. Why are you, you switching just... between you are and on and Fauci there? Yeah. Dogbots, Dogbots <laughs> I, I think he's fading in and out. You're out there, buddy? Did you get bit by Chupacabra? Four million died. Four million. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dr. Fauci's so did... almost responsible for the same amount of people that um, close to the Holocaust numbers. So, so I, zero? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to make it abundantly clear here. Every, every congressional hearing is kabuki theater. Oh, like, for sure. This is, not, this is all fake and gay. We, the reason we picked this is just to illustrate just how much of a super turbo Jew little old Anthony Fauci is and yeah. little Fauci. Oh, to be and to be fair, how any how any person with any sort of IQ whatsoever was to ever take anything that little shrimpy little kike took serious said seriously. I, right. I don't know. Even even the even the ten year old boys in Thailand he met up with called it the Fauci Ouchie. Yeah, but that was they called it the little Fauci Ouchie though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what those band-aids look like. Oh, oh, stop. I just want to shove him back into a locker where he fucking belongs. He does. He belongs deep inside a locker. Like at the bottom of the ocean. Davy Jones. Say, pushed, pushed into an ocean legally and with due process in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. The same place that car batteries go. Same place. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say take a Nerf shotgun and put it through a hole in the wall and have it bend upwards through another hole so it's facing out at him. And he shoots himself with darts. Yeah. I just now, want to slam the wooden doors in his face. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Babylon B had a pretty good headline today. Uh, space returns unwanted Amazon delivery. Womp, womp. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, come on, come on. That's, That's pretty good. good. Yeah. You got to give him credit. Give him credit. Um, there's more Fauci. There's more Fauci clips if you guys want to hear him. Yeah, let's hear some more Fauci. Let's see what this sure. guy's got to say this time. Let's see. Back this up. And what do you say here? Now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making oh, is that the, the the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. If it did I come can, from the lab, but all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally this committee resent, will allow the witness to. Respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research. Oh 
which was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. That is you can't not get away from it. It meets your definition, and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm Senator not obfuscating the truth. Senator you Paul's are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. Paul, we're look. saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were They're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you admit the truth. And you implying, Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did <laughs> was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) If anybody is lying here, Senator. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's so kabuki theater. It's like. (laughs) It's terrible. And they cut to to Rand Paul and he's sipping on his water. Yeah. And like, you can't handle the truth. Right. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, Kabuki Theater on in, on Capitol Hill can just really make your intellect feel like it's draining out the back of your ass, doesn't it? You can't handle the coof. <laughs> Speaking of the coof. The um, coof. The coof. We have more, uh, no, actually, we don't have more Koof stuff, do we? I don't think we do. What we do have is uh, the test and trace stuff, right? That's for, um, what is this test and trace thing for? Neighbors are being forced into quarantine for 10 days despite never coming into contact with a positive case for the virus because a Bluetooth signal used by this app is known to be strong enough to penetrate walls. Um, And this test and trace app is pinging neighbors through their walls if their phones are in close enough proximity with each other this is ridiculous that's that's horrible yes that is wow it's not even so, a meme anymore it's not even a conspiracy theory right i i think i think that disheveled retard boris johnson uh the head of that one island that our, our buddy got is lives on unfortunately what, yes. what do they call it now yeah, um, in the same week, he said, "If if we bust you calling those three black guys that were on the soccer team the N word online, we're going to ban you from all future sporting events uh, for life. You'll be in a database to where you'll be banned from all future sporting events for life, and possibly pubs, they and possibly pubs. So you can't even go to the you can't even go to the pub." <laughs> See, well, no, you can't go to the, the pub because they'll call you Nignog in the pub, or or what or whatnot. But at, on the same thing, he said, I, like in the same week, he said, if you don't get the the jab, then you won't be able to do anything in the country either. Right. So he's showing the precedent for this, uh, for this technology, this database, uh, by saying that it's going to be because you're racist. Well, we know we all know that's not really what it is. It's actually just getting you ready for not being able to do anything or go anywhere because of the vaccine. I mean, hypothetically, 
wouldn't underground mar- uh, wouldn't underground black markets for these sorts of things just start popping up anyway? Because there's going to be such a large percentage of people who aren't going to play along with this shit. Yeah, I would yeah, think but so. Who, who knows if the police or army will be called in to bust all this up? And people are just going to be thrown in camps or prisons anyway. Um, well, I mean, according to the Biden administration, they're um, thinking about having issues with quarantining the unvaccinated rural populations. What? Yeah. Unvaccinated rural population. Yes, because in the rural parts of America, lots of people are unvaccinated. In places where people don't see a lot of people, people don't don't really want they don't want the jab. The jab. They call it the jab. I love how it's got a nickname. The jab. The jab. What's the it's just the jab. What's the demographics of that that region? I'm gonna say they're mostly white. Mm. One of the one of the hand rubbing concerns I've seen in media is the very low percentage numbers of blacks who have decided to get the jab. Yeah, they're very upset about that. So what are they doing? They're putting shot clinics, vaccine clinics in McDonald's. I I spoke to a um high, uh, higher end on the bell curve black recently. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you know, one of the anomalies. Uh, if you and say so. I asked, I asked him about the jab and stuff like that. What he thought about it, and uh, why in the media they're saying that blacks are getting them in low numbers. And he's like, he said something to the effect of, "Well, as as stupid as most of them are because of the shit that they're into and that they consume." He said, "A lot of them." have heard about the Tuskegee experiment for a really long time and they're just they're just not gonna go do it. <laughs> the Tus oh the Tuskegee experiment. Tuskegee, Tuskegee. Yes. yeah. Yes. yes. I, I wasn't even gonna let Reinhardt do that one. That's that's that was bad. I yeah. like like mispronouncing things on purpose is my meme. That was that one actually hurt my feelings. Like oof. why did you were you no, just tusk, do, you have, tusk, do you have models tusk, of the airplanes or just something? Just like it, that was just bad. That's like you didn't even try. I'm trying to trying to meme the, you know, the pronunciation expert to get in here. Oh, is that what you're doing? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll let Johnny do this. <laughs> oh man, so I think you need to be an expert for that. <laughs> it's so bad, even Johnny has to correct. Right. So these. These track and trace apps are getting people put into mandatory quarantine. Nearly 900,000 alerts in the first week of this month. That's the whole thing is these things can actually um, just basically are being forced. You're being forced to self-isolate because of an app. Right. And the NHS, the National Health Service. Well, they'll come, you know, and if you don't, if you don't quarantine, the bobbies will show up at your house. Look, uh, scroll a little bit down and look at the number of contact tracing alerts in England. Yeah, it's look gone up. Spike. It's a massive spike up to three. In th- three, is it three million on the right? What is it? Three M. No. Over three million. Over, yes. Okay. Yeah, the purple's in the millions. 
as it's going up. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's cumulative. Right, right. That's ridiculous. So there's over 3 million total. What is this? Jack just posted this from two hours ago. And I'll just I'll just say this real quick, and, and we'll get back to the tracing app. Uh, Delta variant accounts for 83% of COVID cases in the U.S., CDC director says. So we can, we can talk about that after this, but wow. And yes, uh, Rand Paul said manimals. He did. He mispronounced a couple words. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's talking about, he, unless he's actually talking about chimeras. Yeah. Ooh, truth drop. So, some island Dr. Moreau shit. Which we know happens all over the world yes. and in this country. Yes. Let's see. I want to see this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like you were saying, Johnny, it's people who haven't even come into contact with anybody. People literally are in their house, mm-hmm. just not doing anything, and they're getting these alerts because their phone is within X amount of feet of somebody who has the app whose contact tracing is on, and it's pinging and you, know you through the wall of your apartment. You know they're going to take these numbers too, and they just push them out as contact tracing. Like all these people have been told to get into quarantine because it's possible that they're infected. That's all they're going to say. Oh, yeah. like you'll see an article like this, you know, sprinkled throughout. This is what Daily Mail. Okay, yeah, you'll see a little article like this here and there. But nine nine out of ten people that you talk to are never going to have seen this. They will just know the numbers. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a few coworkers uh, because again, I get asked all the time when I'm going to get vaccinated, when I'm going to get the jab. And I keep, you know, bringing little nuggets here and there. I'm not, you know, on power levels or anything. Just talking about the the crap that Pfizer and AstraZeneca have pulled in the past. Um, you know, the harmful defects and the deaths and everything, and the the money making scandals of all of this. Nobody knows any of that. Not your average normie. Uh, they're told it's just conspiracy theories, even though they all they have to do is look it up. Um, and they can find it easily within a few clicks. Yeah. I but it's I have found that I, I have overheard normies complaining about the fear porn that they're consuming, you know, through the through, through the cable news, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That if only everybody had stayed masked and everybody got vaccinated at the same time and, and should done it because it's free, then there wouldn't have been there wouldn't be any of these problems. And this is the same person who is who is going on and on about this who missed two weeks from their second shot. Right, right. These are the same people that get sick or like their brother died of the shot. And they're like, no, no, I'm still going to get it. And so should you. It's terrible. It's a very strange washing of the brain that's going on with this gay op. Speaking of gay ops, guys, there's a lot of flooding going on. You guys notice this? Yeah, and like big cities all over Europe. Mm-hmm. Germany is getting flooded out. Um, Austria as well. Austria. So, and was Salzburg. Salzburg is underwater. Uh, somebody showed a picture of where the flooding is in Germany and how there's a possibility that if there are underground train tunnels, that that's not helping at all. Mm, train tunnels, sure. Or well, I guess it's time to build on top and say that the bottom 
never existed in about 100 years. Yeah. It looks like some reset mud flood type stuff to me. Um, not just Europe, but um, this. well, the floods that are going on in China, I want to say are kind of an escalation of gay ops inside of gay ops. Because there's been all kinds of crazy flooding. Uh, was it Zhangzhou? Their, their dam went down today. And as a result of that flooding, an aluminum producing factory exploded. A factory exploded because of water. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm opening this. I'm opening this. This right now. There's also oh, there was in Dong oh Dongfeng, and Henan. Mm-hmm. The massive explosion. Do you have the video pulled up or? Is that the the aluminum explosion? The aluminum factory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the uh, because of flooding, an aluminum producing factory exploded. That doesn't make any sense at all. But I'm sure somebody's going to well actually the official mean. narrative on it. Well, what's, it's on what? par with uh, bricks melting from fire. Right. What's the official narrative? So, okay, uh, no casualties reported as of press time. Um, occurred around 4 a.m. at an aluminum alloy plant in the village of Gaocheng. Township after flood water from a nearby river poured into an alloy tank with a high temperature solution. Let's see. Increased water level from flooding. The Yingha River water level resulted in the collapse of the surrounding wall and flooded into the factory. They cut the power, but it was too late. So it had a. So it was an alloy tank with a high temperature solution. Maybe a chemical explosion then uh, I, that's the only thing that i can think of hmm. is like temperature water like cooler temperature water rushing into a high temperature aluminum alloy is something in there could have combusted i don't know yeah i don't get that i really don't i don't understand that at all um and those those chinese rivers are filled with all kinds of disgusting crap anyway so who knows yeah, could have been just some sort of chemical reaction made an explosion actually no you're you might you might be right there could just be occam's razor here guys could have a legit case of occam's razor but i doubt it how many okay how many explosions of how many different industrial buildings do we need over the last like three weeks all of On, them in every part of the world just about this is ridiculous. Yeah, and there's another there's another dam in the Yihitan Dam in the center of China. It could collapse at any time, according to the People's Liberation Army. After being severely damaged in torrential storms, this looks really yeah, like that looks like it might uh, it might go. That dam now that dam looks to be built around the same time as the quote Hoover Dam was built in the. Um, what was that package called? That they the uh, the New Deal. That was New Deal money, right? That's not New Deal. Oh yeah, it's Tartarian stuff that they just covered up. But it looks like the same architecture. Yeah, because nobody ever had that idea. Nobody in the entire American Empire, American Tartary Empire, had the idea to dam up that that river. Yeah, there's a lot of really weird stuff going on with dams. That is probably ties into impossible architecture which somebody will probably say is just because we didn't see the chimney in the back so. that was talk about rehashing the chat good lord good lord yeah man people got big mad at the radium heaters thing i mean like there's literally 
We literally talked about a radium foot heater where you put a, it had radium inside of it that would heat your feet. My wood achievement, though. Right. My wood. You know what? You know what does heat? You know what does heat a space very efficiently and is abundant? Wood. Yeah. Wood is one of the least efficient fuels for heat. I mean, the way it works, like the heat goes up. It's hard to harness the heat. Well, and we had people even, uh, whether they were doing a bit or they were actually serious thinking we were this retarded, that they were saying, are you are you saying that fires don't exist or didn't exist? Yeah. That like wooden stoves, wooden fires were never a thing? Like, no. Yeah. Just what they're selling you, you know, a hundred years ago, it was a radium foot warmer. <laughs> exactly. It was technology. Hey, speaking of Antiquitech... <laughs> In uh, in in stuff that we we don't even think of, somebody sent this in a in a DM. Here's a tasty one I've been thinking of: the national anthem, bombs bursting in air. Did we have air burst bombs back then, my dude, or are we looking at Antiquitech? Oh no, are we you... totally had uh, bombs that bursted in the middle of the air. Yeah, you know? are you uh, we are also, you denying yeah. white achievement? Right. We also had bunker busters, and we had uh, neutron bombs. Uh, well, we had that, all kinds of bombs. It explains why all the upper floors and the roofs in, during the Civil War were all blown out, but the, the bottoms were just fine. Ah. Right. So We had, the, uh, we had special, can, special munitions cannonballs that did well, different things. Right. And actually, one of them was the shrapnel shell, which we're told was invented uh, in about the 17 i want to say the 1770s 1780s it was just to increase the effectiveness of cannons right but they would explode in air that i can't uh no that can't that i can't find the bombs I mean, bursting even if you look it up on, in air it's in the song even if you look it up on wikipedia it doesn't Dude, say that they gave proof through the night that in fact the flag was still there I mean, yeah, we I'm, I'm going to say probably not. Probably not, I know. Francis Scott Key, real or fake? I'm going to say Probably fake. fake. Uh, probably fake, yeah, definitely. Now, okay, here's one thought. The only thing that I can think of as uh, a primitive airburst shell, let's say pre-First World War, mm-hmm. all right, because we know they were used in the First World War. Um, I actually found the Wikipedia for airburst bombs. The only thing I can think of is attaching a fuse to the payload itself and and throwing it with your hand. Because if you fire it out of a cannon, fuse on the payload doesn't matter. It's just going to explode. But if you light a short enough fuse, toss it, it could explode in midair. But that's it. So the shrapnel shell was invented by Henry Shrapnel of the British Army in about 1780 to increase effect- effectiveness of canister shot is widely used by the time of the war of 1812 and stayed in use until it was superseded during the first world war modern shells though sometimes called shrapnel shells actually produce fragments and splinters not shrapnel citation Hmm. needed Hmm. citation needed it literally says citation needed interesting aside aside from becoming a total autiste on you know, fake 19th century uh, artillery. I don't see that there's a way to justify having shrapnel 
shells that explode okay. in the air. Okay, well, he it was penned have by... Have you ever Sir, met a guy on. named Henry... It was penned by Francis Scott Key in 1914 say, a, oh, after, after Key witnessed the Maryland fort being bombarded by the British using airburst shrapnel shells. All right. There we have it. The official you met narrative. Anyone with the last name of Shrapnel? I haven't. Yeah, me neither. Much like That's I've never really met a, good. I've never met a white person named Washington. Whoa. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or Jefferson. Hmm. Lincoln. Uh I've never mm. met anybody named Lincoln, nope. actually. I only know Andrew Lincoln, that guy from the Walking Dead. Or Hamilton. Otherwise, Ah, uh, no, I knew a Hamilton. I know some Hamiltons. Yeah, I know some Hamiltons out here. Yeah. Yeah. Franklin? Uh, uh, Franklin, I knew I knew um, a white one that went to, I don't know, it could have been Jewish. I don't know, it went to Bob Jones. So, who knows? Probably was Jewish. Who knows? And then another Franklin I knew was black. See, I only knew black Franklins, but it was it was their first name. No. The last name Franklin's. No, I knew a Mike Franklin is a black guy. The ah. black the Black Franklin sounds like a ska band. The Black Franklin, wasn't that the name of the black kid in uh the Peanuts and stuff? Was his name Franklin? Peanuts had a black kid? Yeah, the black kid, yeah. His name was Franklin, I believe. No. If you watch the if you watch the um the Thanksgiving special, he's sitting on the side of the table all by himself. <laughs> oh, that's the one that actually involved colored folk. Yes. Yeah, colored folk. All right. So, damn. So, okay. So, yeah. I guess that wasn't Antiquitex. Sorry about that, buddy. So, no, they apparently did have bombs that burst in air. Unless Francis Scott Key was actually talking about, like, actual Antiquitex, but who knows. Uh,. Besides that, the gay ops going on in China, more flooding. That's going to cause the aluminum explosion is probably going to cause like, you know, a price hike in aluminum foil or something. They're just trying to take away our tinfoil hats. Well, no, we already talked about this tinfoil. It's aluminum foil now. See, they used to be tinfoil. Here's the thing. The the red pills that tinfoil is actually a reflector. And aluminum foil is not. That is true. Yes. So it's like how they replace real sugar with uh, corn syrup. Yes. Did you guys like that? The other day somebody said something about, about ingredients. I was like, yeah, you know, you got to watch out for corn syrup, corn syrup, solids, high fructose corn syrup. And all this. he said, you said it three times. I was like, yeah, well, have you read labels recently? It'll be on there five yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. I was at work today and I, I just heated up some meat and I just looked through the giant bin of sauces that we collectively all have. And I just looked at a couple of them, picked them up. Corn syrup in different variations came up like six times on one packet. Just one little small, small little ketchup packet. Corn is everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere Everywhere is corn. It's disgusting. It's very, very, very disgusting. Um, That Twitter thread, I'll never... It really is. I'll never forget that Twitter thread where it listed know, off. I, You're the one that posted I wish it. I, I, had it. I wish I still had that account that had it. It literally, I've shared it so many times. I think I have, you know what? I might have it screenshot in my, my pictures in my phone. I have like 38 million pictures in my phone. 
I also I also regret not having uh, Thomas Wichter threads screenshot. Oh my god! Mm. Yes, some of those some of those were so funny. Carlos and, uh, Azuedo. Yeah, I just didn't realize like what a what a gold mine that shit was at the time, you know. Yeah, he's it's like QAnon on steroids and Adderall. And, and uh like like the bottom of the Mossad fucking budget, you know, just mm-hmm. <laughs> like, It's like well, like, it's like when um if I had a washed-up bass player from fucking... No, it's like when the California. Nigerian Hollywood people try to make an action movie. It's like, that's that's the <laughs> level that you get. Um, did you guys see the article that I sent about the residents furious at release of 500 million gene-hacked mosquitoes? Yeah, that's Bill Gates again, right? Is this the Bill Gates mosquitoes? I don't know if it's totally related to the Bill Gates, but uh, like uh, it says in the article on, on a Friday afternoon in March, an is Islamadora resident named Virginia Donaldson told Futurism that two men in uniforms walked up to her house and said they worked for mosquito control and asked her to participate in a new pest control program. Donaldson was in a hurry, so she said she signed their clipboard and watched as they hung a small black mosquito capture cup from a tree in her yard. And, of course, she said she didn't even know what she signed, eternal woman. Uh, Oh, mosquito control, yeah, whatever. Without realizing it, Donaldson had agreed to participate in a genetics experiment (laughs) during which a British biotech company named Oxitech will release half a dozen, uh, wait, half a billion gene-hacked mosquitoes engineered to kill off the local bloodsucker population along a lengthy swath of the Florida Keys. Yeah. Okay, so that's Isla Mirada is where that is. And that's pretty funny. So what they're doing is they're releasing male mosquitoes that will change the DNA of they're hoping we'll mate with female mosquitoes and that the offspring will be more of these males and males don't bite. And eventually it will only produce male mosquitoes and they won't have any biting mosquitoes. And eventually it'll all be males and they'll all die off just the way they're doing with populations with this one in two child thing and making the frogs gay, I guess. But, uh, I don't know, man. Is that so bad, though, to get to genetically engineer mosquitoes to go the fuck away? I hate mosquitoes. I, I hate mosquitoes too, but I don't trust these people. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what they've done, what they've actually done with these mosquitoes. And right. You know, I'm assuming you know, that what they're so, saying at face value here is that you know that they're actually going to cull the population of mosquitoes and not the population of residents. Right, like, Lyme disease, but like with mosquitoes this time. And you signed a clipboard for it instead of Lyme disease just being released into the general populace. I don't know, when I see a line like this, Oxitec in cooperation with the EP and local governments, I'm like, oh, well, never mind. Uh, that could just be, it could just be about culling humans. You know, it could just be like, the, like it says that they have inserted a gene called OX5034. Okay. Yeah, that well, sounds normal. Who, yeah, who knows if OX... 5034 doesn't have a trigger trigger mechanism that you know does something to us further down the line that right. triggers like the actual T virus or something you know <laughs> from Resident Evil 
This is this dude, more this entertaining like, than the faking gay virus we have now. Yeah, definitely. But like, I didn't think that every every article and subject we were going to talk about tonight was going to be completely awful. But boy, was I wrong. I, I well, I mean, on a on a bright side, mosquito control is a really good ISIS TP. I mean, I do like that ISIS. So like, there is a bright side. But uh, uh, apparently, by killing off these mosquitoes, they'll get rid of the dang the the. How do you pronounce it, Reinhardt? The dengue fever, dengue, the dengue fever, and Zika, and Zika. triple E, I believe. Triple E. Triple E. Yeah. Is that a wrestler? <laughs> nah. No, that's Triple H. Oh, huh, sorry. But I'm pretty sure, if memory serves me right. Um, Scientists have said for a while now that if mosquitoes were physically removed from the food chain, literally nothing will happen. Yeah, they play little to no role in the food chain whatsoever other than being an annoyance and spreading disease, really. I I like what this one resident says. I really tried to be on the side of, yes, let's do this. But the more questions I ask, there are no answers. I just get more questions and more questions. <laughs> yeah, it it does sound very dramatic there. The wow. black pilling intensifies for this one resident. <laughs> Jesus. You, you know, you really want to be on board, but just the more you ask, you know, it becomes like a really bad episode of X-Files, right? <laughs> it sounds like it's written right out of that, yeah. The bioengineered mosquitoes that are there to take on the new Ligma variant of COVID. Right. Like, yeah. The, the EPA spokesperson says that the experiment will be terminated the moment an adult female carrying the proprietary gene shows up during collection. Uh-huh. Yeah. When have we heard that before? Insert the Jews saying, you know, nature finds its way. Yeah, nature finds a way, right? They were so excited that they could do it. They never stopped to think about whether they should do it. All right, Jeff Goldblum. I'm just saying it's like he does have a couple of good lines. The one time a Jew was right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're, they're, they're right. On a, on a regular basis, it just sucks that they're what they're right about is stuff that they're 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 not predicting anything. They're just telling you what's going on. And, they're just you know, doing it. They're just doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Man, depressing it news this suck. week, guys. Depressing news. All depressing. <sighs> Other than making fun of the gay Dungeons and Dragons thing, like really. Hey, they mentioned Jurassic Park in the bottom of this article. <laughs> Shut up. Why? No, they didn't. It says, it says, in the wisdom of Jurassic Park, though, life finds a way. Ah. A, siz- <laughs> a sizable coalition of environmental activists, academics, and residents of Key West have united to oppose the experiment, at least in its current form. <laughs> Good Lord. Read the article. <laughs> That's the worst part. Actually, the worst part is that dinosaurs aren't even real. But that's, yeah. Oh, speaking of dinosaurs not being real. 
I heard a really interesting interview before uh, before coming on the show, sort of a sports ball section. Uh, this uh, this one Jewish uh, sports guy was interviewing a ball player named Joey Gallo, and the Jewish sports guy asked him, "If you could have the absolute truth on what on one subject, what would it be?" And Joey Gallo answered very abruptly, "I want to know if dinosaurs were real or not." He's like, because I don't, I just don't think that they were real. Uh, he's like, I, I just don't think it was really possible. And the the Jewish sports guy started like going, eh, you know, they got the fossils and stuff. And he's like, yeah, but I think those could have been faked. <laughs> <laughs> he's nice. like, I just, he's like, I just really want to know if they were real or not. And then the guy immediately went to a different thing, saying, well, well, what's your favorite dinosaur? And he's like, well, I don't really have one, but I guess it, if they were real. It would have been the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Nice. <laughs> we got we got sports ball guyers uh, openly questioning whether dinosaurs are real on on national radio. That's uh that's it's a good thing. Everyone Sometimes knows that the best funny. the best fake and gay dinosaur is the Velociraptor. Fuck out of my face. Yes, yes. I think it's the Stegosaurus with the two brains. Like, it supposedly had a brain also no, in its No, the tail. Stegosaurus didn't have two brains. That was the Diplodicus, the one that was uh, like 200 and something feet long. No, and it was the Stegosaurus. The two times. I thought it was the really big ones that had the two brains. The Stegosaurus supposedly had one in its tail. In its tail? Mm-hmm. I thought the, long, the really long ones had the, the small brain at the top of the tail because it was so long. I gotta look this one up now. Find me a uh, find me a good dinosaur pick to throw on the Nationalist Enquirer cover. Find me just a, a perfect one. Uh, apparently, contrary to popular myth, Stegosaurus did not have a butt brain. Oh, oof. Yeah. The double a dinosaur brain. brain myth, according to oh the Smithsonian Magazine dot com. Oh god. Oh god. Let's see what they have to say. They're going to tell us all about dinosaur bones. Okay, let's go here. Let's let's go. Contrary to popular myth, dinosaurs didn't have butt brains. Okay, so none of them did. Dog butt, so we were both wrong. It's okay. There's no shortage of dinosaur myths. Paleontologist Dave Hone recently compiled a list of eight persistent falsehoods over at The Guardian from the misapprehension that all dinosaurs were huge to the untenable idea that the Tyrannosaurus could only scavenge its meals. But there was only one particular misunderstanding that caught my attention. For decades, popular articles and books claim that the armor-plated Stegosaurus and the biggest of the sauropod dinosaurs had second brains in their rumps. These dinosaurs, it was said, could reason a posteriori thanks to the extra mass of tissue. It was a cute idea, but totally wrong hypothesis that actually underscores a different dinosaur mystery. Oh, boy. So, show title, Butt Brains and Semitic Semantics? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Sacral brain, the so-called sacral brain, is something different. So far, the distinct cavity is seen in stegosaurs and sauropods, and is different than any the typical expansion of the neural canal. So interesting. So according to this, why am I reading this? It's fake, anyways. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking about Star Trek. Like it's fake. Right. Like, 
I'm like, oh, no, no interestingly like, enough, yeah. you know, the, the, the neural canal that goes down. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you see that picture of Dr. Beverly Crusher I put in the chat? I am very scared of that picture. Those are the mannest hands I've seen since that picture of Jackie O. Looks like a dude. Yeah, that looks like a dude in drag with a red wig on. Why does Dak Shepard look the way he looks? <laughs> and why did he you looks post terrified. that? He looks terrified. Those two. He looks like a hostage. He looks like. I feel like. Hostage. I feel like that's Bill Burr's face with his wife. Yeah, I honestly, I want to believe that Dak. What's his wife's name? Uh, the little blonde. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. I want to believe that they're actually not an inversion, and that they're just a really weird, cute couple. Uh, no, dude. I know. I said I want to, okay? I know. Residual effects, man. It's it's understandable. Well, Dak Shepard is, like, one of my favorite retards and all. Like, he always plays a, a great retard. He was, uh, he was, what's his face in, um, uh, Idiocracy, the, you know, the guy with the, with the chair with the toilet in it. It's, we're, we're like, literally two steps away for idi- from Idiocracy at this point, for real. Two steps. We're two steps into it. Well, we're two steps away from completely being in idiocracy. It's, <laughs> it's like I mean, it's we're close. We're close. Like you know, we've got DoorDash and Pornhub and uh, teledildonic butt plugs, but you know, we don't have a toilet built into our armchair and uh, all of our clothes on like paper towel rolls yet. 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 The picture talk like. You talk like a fag and your shit is all retarded. Yeah, that's the doctor. The picture, like, <laughs> the picture that Dog Bob posted, but it, it's captioned, if only you knew how bad things really are. I know. He, lo- he looks like a <laughs> hostage victim. It's it's absolutely stunning. It does. That is a hostage victim's face. I think he knows he's doing that, too. You think he does? I think Dax Shepard is funny. I'm sorry. He's a retard, but I think he's like funny retard. I'm not saying he's not funny. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Why so, you think that Kirsten Bell's got him like? I don't. I don't she does look like that crazy kind of woman to be like. You're not going anywhere. Locks Air the quotes. door behind you. Yeah. And has a knife. <laughs> I don't know what. What do you? What you guys think of the pictures of Jelaine Maxwell uh, trying to pick out what kids to traffic? Uh, oh, from, dude. From what, Disney World. And just in case anybody else needed any more fodder for your Disney's pedo files, Jelaine Maxwell at Disney on stage with a bunch of kids. There's one. There's one picture of Donald Duck like handing her a kid. Yes. Right. I'm looking around at all the kids, and I'm wondering which one of them ended up with the finders. Yeah. Mm. Don't what hypothesize was the color like that. Shirt or jacket that the um, kids being trafficked wore? What, what was it? Red. It's a good thing these are black and white pictures, Jack. Right. Oh, somebody, needs to, somebody needs to colorize these pictures. Actually, she's probably wearing red shoes. Oh. Uh, she got on her thought wheels. Right. <laughs> this is what she did before she got promoted to assistant manager of the perfume counter at Neiman Marcus. Yeah, that picture of her with the dress with the black looks like a Haitian woman. Oh, it said Happy Family Disney Day. <laughs> Yay! Oh, yeah. God. 
Oh my god, it's a Haitian woman. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, it's an auction. Look, uh, it's up there. It's, it's like butt breaking. She's. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who was in that Donald Duck costume. He's probably got some friggin' stories. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so oh man. It's like, it's like once I put the mascot costume on, they wouldn't let me take it off for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I had a shit in a bag. This is nobody, butt breaking right here. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the costume. All right. <laughs> so do we want to talk about the gay Mossad phones? Freedom phones. I don't know a whole lot about the freedom phones, but you cannot possibly tell me that they're not directly connected to the Edward Snowden story about Mossad spying on people through apps and in their fucking cell phones. Right? Oh, right. There was just recently. Uh, there's an article. Where is it? We just posted an article, didn't we, about Israel spying and finding spyware on something American? It's in the chat here. I'll yeah. I'll- yeah, it is. I thought I, I thought uh, I pulled it up. Private Israeli spyware used to hack cell phones of journalists, activists worldwide, and NS- NSO groups. Pegasus spyware licensed to governments around the <laughs> globe can infect phones without a click. Right. So, private Israeli spyware being used to spy on journalists. Hmm. Hmm. NSO groups Pegasus spyware. Because, of course. Uh, 37 smartphones belonging to journalists. Two women murdered, close to murdered Saudi journalist Khashoggi. Okay, so this is invested into the uh, Khashoggi murder. Hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, Israel, thanks to Promise and um, what was the other? I think it was. What was the other uh, protocol there, Reiner? I know it was promised that the uh, that Maxwell had stolen and they backdoored it. The, the sisters or whatever had sold it, and then Israel sold it to a bunch of other countries. Remember that the promise software? Uh, yeah, I don't remember the other one though. Yeah, well, this just is you know, it's just another case of Israel doing what they do with tech, getting backdoors into everybody's stuff. Well, now they've lulled people into a sense of security. I don't know if you guys have seen the commercials for uh, from Apple for the iPhones, where in the new update, whenever you open an app, uh, it'll ask you if you'll allow the app to track your activity um, using other apps on your phone. So if you right. open up like a a cryptocurrency app, it'll out, it'll ask you if you want to allow it to track your activity online and look at your searches and things like that. Um, and they lull people in the sense of security because they, they want people to think when you hit ask not to track, it actually doesn't, you know, it doesn't track you. Right. You would think that, but in reality, it's already tracking you. They're still doing it. Yeah. They're still doing it. And whether, you know, but you think you just said no and you think that saying no works, but you, you sign terms and conditions when you got the phone that say otherwise to begin with. Right. Boy, Johnny, what are you? What are you screaming at in the chat? Oh, everything. Those pictures you guys post. What's wrong with you guys? Uh, <laughs> hey, he wanted he wanted that as a sticker, and then somebody else posted the the other one, and I made it a sticker. <laughs> the blackest of blacks. Good yes. 
I I I was just wondering if his if his terrified face could possibly be a sticker. Like it just you know it's just it's so like it is an expression that is quite unique. It's like help me get me out of here. Well, he kind of he looks a lot like in that picture. He looks a lot like the singer from Nickelback. Hmm. Solid. Yeah. Like from the photograph video. Anyways, she looks like a soulless demon right next to him. Just she like, does. She does. That's yeah. why. That's what I'm saying. She's like that little tiny little blonde girlfriend. That's like really really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Like knife in the back pocket for slashing your tires. Scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you saw her leave last night, get in her car and go. But when you wake up in the morning, she's in bed with you. Yeah, that one. Whoa. Had that happen. Had that happen before. <laughs> Roommate and I said goodbye to the girl. Like, I'm like, all right, dude, I got to go to bed. I got to go to work in the morning. She left. You know, him and my friends were still partying in the other in the other room. I went to bed. When I woke up in the morning, she was in bed with me somehow. She snuck in. I don't know if she climbed up the side of the building and into the window or what, but somehow she got back into the house. That was crazy. That's, uh, that's creepy. That's <laughs> extremely glad, creepy. I'm glad you're alive, buddy. I am too. There was a couple of them back in my 20s that I am um, I'm very lucky to be alive. <laughs> Yeah. Why do women? Why are women exactly? All right. So we got through. We did the Israeli spyware. Um. What else we got? I don't know. We're coming up. I mean, we got ten That's... minutes. We can shit post you guys. You know. Oh, did we make? Did we meet our thirty-eight minute quota from earlier? Oh, probably not. I mean, we're never uh, going to... I don't think I don't think we're ever going to actually do 38 minutes again. <laughs> but we might. I mean, um, I take that as a challenge. I know, I know. Oh, you know, we forgot to do... We forgot to do the music news, Dom, but you wanted to talk about something was going on with a very near and dear to your heart musical act. Oh, oh. Dimebag. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So Dimebag Daryl was killed in 2004 on stage by a crazy Pantera fan who thought, uh, I think the story went, he thought that Dimebag was the reason that Pantera was not going to get back together. So at the time, the band uh, Pantera uh, was called Damage Plan. Yes. And they, they had changed the name from from Pantera to Damage Plan, and they had a different singer, and I think they still even did Pantera songs, but with a different singer, but that doesn't matter. Uh, He was killed on stage. I was at another concert at the time, and we heard the news when we got in the car, and it was pretty shitty. I got to meet Dimebag in person. Uh, He was a literal... He was literally autistic when it came to talking about anything about guitars he could name you could name any metal song or any metal band he could tell you what guitar they played what distortions they used uh just everything about it he was a genuinely nice and kind individual so when hearing that somebody felt the need to jump on stage and kill him was just a 
it was just really shocking. Yeah, it was and very, so it was very building, shocking when that the, happened. The club, the, the club that they, the club that he died in, they're going to level and they're going to build low income uh, apartment housing on top of it. And yes, and that's bad. Yeah, that's but, pretty terrible. But the worst part about the article is finding out that that uh, that Jew from Anthrax is making a whiskey that he is calling the healer. And the reason he is calling it the healer is because one time when somebody from the band Anthrax was feeling like shit on the tour bus, Dimebag came on board with some whiskey and said, uh, booze is the healer for me. And uh, so because of one low incident, you know, and uh, <laughs> they're going to name, they're going to honor, you know, a great guitar player with uh, just the slang term he used one time on a tour bus oh. uh, when selling their Jew poison. I mean, That's wonderful. I mean, I don't see it as... I don't know. I, th I think it's more of a tribute to Dime. I mean, he was a very, 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 very heavy drinker. So yeah, I mean, for, he, I, he called. I'd rather booze. him be memorialized in a guitar, something he did productively, instead of something he did destructively. But you know, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get that invested into uh, people who make music that might be considered satanic. Um, and what they, what they do or, you know, like the, the damage they do to their themselves with the Jew poison that they choose to do on a regular basis while making said music. I don't really, like, honestly, I don't really, uh, I don't really care that part. Like the, the venue yeah. being leveled, the venue being leveled for low income housing. That's kind of, that's kind of shitty. I mean, that's kinda, cause that's where dime, cause that's where dime, you know, died and whatever, like maybe like, you know, put a, it's like a, you know, maybe the maybe the guys in Pantera should chip in and buy the spot. Well, I don't know. They're <laughs> they're dropping three and a quarter, three point three million dollars on this spot. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like yeah, these guys are going to drop money to put. I don't know. It's a shitty situation all around. Yeah, his Dimebag's brother died of a heart heart attack three years ago. So yeah, yeah, Vin, Vinny Vinny Paul. Vinnie yeah, Paul Abbott. Yeah. All's all's left is Rex and uh and and Phil. Yeah. Phil. He yeah. he was cool for like five minutes and then he he cucked instantly. Uh Phil has like a ranch out in Louisiana where he helps people get sober. So yeah. God yeah. bless him. Yeah, good for him. I, I, I saw his I saw the tour when he uh after he had his little incident where he died and came back and whatever and it's good he's helping people, but his little story about how even heroin couldn't kill him because he's, you know, I guess he's stronger than drugs. I don't know, whatever. It seemed very, very narcissistic and shitty the way he was talking. But anyway, no, no. good for him now. Good. He's a fucking rock star. Yeah, Who gives a fuck? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, people in recovery say all kinds of stupid shit sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. He's anyway, so whatever. Yeah, it's good for him. He's helping people. All right. Yeah. Enough of that. Uh, Necronormicon this week, guys. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have some ready by the time of the release. 
All right, cool. We're going to have a Necronormicon read to us by one Jack Hoffman. Uh, we are going to have a show this weekend. You will enjoy it. Trust me. If you enjoyed the last one we did with Alt Skull, you will enjoy this next one. Um, Alt Skull's not going to be here, though. Sorry. Uh, make sure you check us out on Telegram on all of our respective channels, which are in the show notes. So I don't think everybody needs to do that anymore. Buy, buy our T-shirts. What else? I don't know. Make sure you spay and neuter your pets or something. That was like Bob Barker's thing, right? Right. Uh, listen on our website at paranormies.com and comment yes. on our website at, at paranormies.com. Yes. For free. For free. Buy that new Painted Worlds album. Yes, buy the new Painted Worlds album. Check that out for sure. Also, check out We Druid and uh, check out their album as well. All right, because we're going to. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. Welcome back to the Necronormicon. Today I'll be reading another segment from On the Jews and Their Lies. That shall be enough about the false boast and pride of the Jews, who would move God with sheer lies to regard them as his people. Now we come to the main subject. They're asking God for the Messiah. Here at last they show themselves as true saints and pious children. At this point, they certainly do not want to be accounted liars and blasphemers but reliable prophets, asserting that the Messiah has not yet come, but will still appear. Who will take them to task here for their error or mistake? Even if all the angels and God himself publicly declared on Mount Sinai, or in the temple in Jerusalem, that the Messiah had come long ago, and that he was no longer to be expected, God himself and all the angels would have to be considered nothing but devils. So convinced are these most holy and truthful prophets that the Messiah has not yet appeared, but will still come. Nor will they listen to us. They turned a deaf ear to us in the past and still do so. Although many fine scholarly people, including some from their own race, have refuted them so thoroughly that even stone and wood, if endowed with a particle of reason, would have to yield. Yet they rave consciously against recognized truth. There are cursed rabbis who indeed know better, wantonly poison the minds of their poor youth and of the common man, and divert them from the truth. For I believe that if these writings were read by the common man and the youth, they would stone all their rabbis and hate them more violently than they do us Christians. But these villains prevent our sincere views from coming to their attention. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Send any submissions you'd like me to read to jacktheintern1488 at protonmail.com.